While I read in order to relax and catch a mental break, I also find time to read books that will help me personally and professionally. So that ends up being a lot of education books. I've read countless books related to education and teaching practices, but I wanted to share with you today the five that I feel like should be on every teacher's bookshelf. Maintaining or increasing enrollment. Staying on top of ever-changing content incorporating best teaching practices. These are just some of the challenges that we face as CTE teachers. Welcome to the On Your Prep podcast. My mission is to empower every career and technical educator to love going to work each day because they are teaching what they are passionate about in addition to applying great teaching principles. So the very first one is never work harder than your students and other principles of great teaching. And this is by Robin R. Jackson. And she publishes books through ASCD, but you can also find her books on Amazon. And she used to teach high school English language arts and so has a great perspective from the secondary viewpoint. And if I could only choose one book to recommend to teachers, this would be the one. And actually, for a while there, this was the only book I ever did recommend to another teacher. And I stumbled upon it because in my first few years of teaching, I felt like I was working really hard. And I don't know if I just had Googled it or something, and this just popped up with the title. And it is a little misleading, the title, because it's not meaning that you're going to be lazy. It's that your students should be doing more thinking than you are. So it is a teacher mindset book that grounds itself in good teaching principles, not just teaching strategies. So she's got seven principles, and the first one is start where your students are, know where your students are going, expect to get your students there, support your students along the way, use feedback to help you and your students get better, focus on quality rather than quantity, and then the last one, never work harder than your students. She not only shares examples from her teaching and how to apply these principles, but she gives examples of how you can implement these principles now. And what I love about them is that they are principles that can be applied to any classroom, not just the ELA classroom, but I could easily incorporate them into my CTE classroom. You can read it cover to cover, but she has a quiz in the introduction that lets you know what type of teacher you currently are and what principle you just start learning about first. And what I like about the quiz as well is that she highlights which ones you are closest to mastering and you focus on those ones first so that you are making progress and you are getting better at what you're doing. So if I haven't convinced you yet, there are some free chapters and a quiz that I will include in the show notes and it will link to ASCD's website, but then you'll be able to click through her intro and at least the first chapter and you can get an idea of her writing style and the content that she shares. 
I'm also going to include some affiliate links that will take you to Amazon if you would like to check out these books, either the books or the audiobooks. So there are some affiliate links that will be in the show notes as well. So the second book that I'm going to discuss today is Hacking Assessment by Star Saxton. And I'm not sure if I said her last name right. I apologize. But I had stumbled upon this because I was getting irked with the grading system. So have you ever struggled with a grading system and how some students it favors while others it doesn't? At the time this book came out, I was looking into standards-based grading and what it could look like in my classroom. I was really bugged because I had a student who had missed several days of class and he of course, had a poor mark because he had missed several things, several quizzes. But when he came back, he was actually teaching the content to other students. So he was going around and he was able to answer questions. And what bothered me is that he had a poor grade when he had been absent. So he was getting essentially punished for his behaviors rather than like his content knowledge. And other kids who were there all the time didn't know anything. They were relying on him to answer their questions, but yet they had an A. So this got me thinking about changing how I was grading. And so I was looking into standards-based grading and what it could look like in the CTE classroom. And there was a lot of opinions and there still are a lot of opinions. And I just wasn't sure where to start. And then I heard about this from one of my colleagues at a nearby school who was actually also teaching video at the time. So I thought, hey, if he could read this book and it could apply to CTE, then I might as well look at it as well. And it actually, what it introduced me to was the idea of self-reported grading and most importantly, holding student conferences, which ended up being a game changer in my teaching practice of getting to know students where they are and having those frequent conversations with them so that I knew how to actually help them on a daily basis. And it was actually a pivot point in my career that I wished I would have implemented sooner, this idea of student conferences. And back in episode five, I actually talk about how to incorporate student conferences in your CTE classroom. So I will link that in the show notes as well. Another thing that I really like about the Hack Learning series books is that every chapter has examples of implementation as well as simple what you can do tomorrow tips. And they are things that are easily done, doesn't take a whole ton of effort, and does make an improvement in your classes. They also then have ideas of how you can fully implement these hacks into your classroom. Book number three on my list is Learning by Doing, a handbook for professional learning communities at work. And this is by the DeFores as well as others. So this was is actually probably my most typical education book because it is used 
in discussing PLCs or professional learning communities. And this was one of the textbooks that I got to read for my admin degree. So it is your traditional textbook. But it did stick with me because in my school district, we are a part of PLCs and we even have scheduled time to meet with those groups every Monday. And I had been placed in this professional learning community for several years where we got together and we chit-chatted here and we talked about teaching, but quite frankly, I felt like it was a waste of time. I had to drive to another school just to hang out with other teachers and we talked about teaching a little bit, but sometimes it ended up being a complain fest. It wasn't until I read this book that I actually understood what a PLC should be doing and how to function as a team to help our students. So while I was reading this book, a group of us teachers who were all interested in looking into standards-based grading, again, formed our own PLC team. And we decided to meet during our lunch hour and it was really interesting because since we were the ones who created the group and we had the idea of what we wanted to focus on, we were able to make vast improvements in our teaching. And quite honestly, there was actually a lot of people in that group that they were just there to get other ideas. But our time was so well spent. So even if people didn't implement standards-based grading or even move in that direction, we all grew as educators, which was awesome. So if you are currently a part of a PLC, you need to get this book so that you can follow and understand what the intended framework is and hopefully drive your PLC team to be more efficient and more effective. Book number four, I wasn't sure if I was actually going to put it on this list uh, because I discovered it in my current position as an aspiring administrator. So it is Hacking School Discipline by Nathan Maynard and Brad Weinstein. Once again, I am sure I'm slaughtering names. And one of the reasons that I wasn't sure if I should include it here is because I have never been able to apply in my own classroom like I have the other books. But I feel like it is worth the mention because of the discipline issues that I deal with on a day-to-day basis from the administrator position. I may also be really selfish including this in here because... As an administrator, my least favorite part of my job is discipline. And if more teachers would create a culture of empathy and responsibility, I would be able to shift my focus during the school day to improving the school as far as teaching and learning goes instead of putting out fires. We have a protocol at our school where we as administrators can get a phone call from a teacher where we will come down into an admin removal. So we will actually remove a student from the classroom and take them down to the office and have a little chit chat about what occurred during class. 
and usually it's pretty awkward when I'm walking a student from their classroom to the office because clearly we know that something occurred in class for them to be removed and it's a pretty big deal for an administrator to come and get you. So I'm always asking them why they are being removed. And quite honestly, most of the time, I don't know why they are being removed. A lot of times our secretaries just let us know that we need to remove a student and we don't really get a lot of backstory. So this is usually my first instance of finding out what occurred in class. Granted, I know there's two sides to every story, but this is what I usually hear first. And unfortunately, most of the students don't actually know what they did and whether they're lying, which they could be. But a lot of times they express that their teacher doesn't like them. Like that's why they feel like they're being kicked out of class or removed from class is because their teacher doesn't like them. And that's not usually the case. Most of us became teachers because we really enjoy students and we want to help others learn. But for some reason, there is a disconnect and students are not feeling that. And I feel like if we would spend time as teachers to create a culture that is mentioned in this book, then we wouldn't have as many issues. So this book includes scenarios, scripts to use, and plans for implementation. It focuses on how to develop a classroom culture using restorative justice, which is what is needed for our students today, especially in a technical world where they may not get the opportunity to discuss their feelings and stories with others. I will mention as a side note, one of my counselors really likes this as well. So it is very much about feelings and creating a culture of community and talking and expressing one another's feelings and why we do the things that we do. Okay, the final book that I wanted to add to this list is Teach Like a Pirate by Dave Burgess. And he's been around for quite a while. And actually, if you Google his name, you'll find a whole ton of different things. He's got some YouTube videos. I think he might be starting a podcast. He's got several books. And then he's got a publishing company that has published several books. So he has a lot of content out there. I was actually given his book because he was going to be our keynote for our welcome back conference guest speaker that we have in our district. And a lot of times at the end of the school year, they give us the book so that we can read it. And most of the time I don't read it because I don't know, they're usually short, but for some reason, I, I usually don't read it, but for some reason I decided to read his book and it may have been the title of it. I may have been skeptical, but nonetheless, I did read it and it was actually really good. And then what made it better is that he was a fabulous keynote speaker. I was exhausted by the time it was done because he had so much energy and enthusiasm in the way that he taught and he moved around a lot, I thought, wow, if I could be in his class, that would be super entertaining. And I hope he gets a nap. 
So one of the things that I love about his book is that he talks about this idea of hooks. So his book is about student engagement. And when I was in college, we had learned how to write our lesson plans and using an anticipatory set which quite honestly, a hook sounds way cooler as far as a name goes, but essentially it is the same thing. And I've always struggled with coming up with ways of getting my students excited about what we are going to learn. I felt like I was doing the same thing over and over again. Maybe I was finding a video, maybe I was coming up with some activity, but he has a ton of different ideas of different types of hooks that you can use in your classroom. And they are usable in any classroom because they're so general, but they give you ideas on what you can do to get students excited about the different content that you are going to go over that next day. What's even better is if you are doing social media, I've been able to use his ideas for hooks in my captions to hook my audience, to hook my students and my shareholders to get them excited to keep reading, stop scrolling, and to like what I am talking about. So that's another added bonus for Teach Like a Pirate. So the next time you're browsing Amazon for a book to improve your teaching, be sure to consider one of these on the list. Share this post with your teacher friends who you think will benefit from these books as well. Do you have any books that you've read that didn't make the list that you think that I would enjoy or that you would like to share with others? Send me a DM on Instagram, that's where I hang out the most, at Kristen Masick, K-H-R-I-S-T-E-N-M-A-S-S-I-C. I hope to see you there and I want to get some recommendations so that I know what I can read next. Until next week.